Welcome back to Deep Point, an extra podcast from Emerging Cricket, where we look past the headlines at a news story we didn't get to cover in detail on the main show. I'm your host, Nick Skinner, and today we'll be looking to Hong Kong, where the Men's Premier League T20 wrapped up last week. And to give us some insight, we're joined by national team player and captain of the winning Kowloon Cricket Club, Jamie Atkinson. Welcome, Jamie. Thanks for having me. Now, before we get into the results, just tell us a little bit about the Kowloon Cricket Club in your time with them. Uh, I've been at Kowloon Cricket Club uh, since I was a junior. My my dad, when he first moved to Hong Kong, he joined Kowloon Cricket Club as well. So it seemed only a natural fit that I played for them as well. Over the years, I mean, I've been playing in the in the men's team for about just over 10 years now. Uh, and so the league's developed from just two Sunday league teams and now pressed on to being a Premier League competition as well, where we've been playing against some of the strongest sides in Hong Kong as well. So just looking at this uh, Premier League tournament that's just gone, Kowloon undefeated throughout the tournament. It was a real team effort. Tell us about the, uh, you know, the, the who's contributed to, to the victory. I think um, what, uh, one of our strengths this season was definitely our bowlers. Um, we managed to keep a lot of sides down, whether they were batting first or we put the squeeze on them when we were, when we were bowling second. We've got a, a couple of very useful spinners uh, in Daniel Pasco and Wakas Barker, and then also... The emergence of uh, Ahan Trevedi, who's a young, young off spinner who we brought in this season, did very well. And then we also had a couple of the uh, we had national opening bowler Azaz Khan was in there. And then we had two, a uh, number of other quicks who uh, started off us off very well, like Jay Davidson and Ashley Caddy. So we had a lot of mixture there between uh, pace and spin. Yes, yeah, so I did have that in my notes with the, uh, the the bowlers leading the way. Tell us a bit about Dan Pascoe. You know, I haven't seen him playing uh, for Hong Kong yet, or I don't know if he will, um, but what, what's his story? So Dan moved out to Hong Kong, I think about six years ago now. Um, he played a lot. He played a lot of good cricket over in England. He was with the Oxford MCCU, and then he was also playing first grade cricket out in Australia. So he works at uh, one of the universities here as a law professor, and uh, he's been a great addition to the side. As you, If you look at the stats from the last... Ever since he moved to Hong Kong, he's always been our, one of our most consistent performers. Ties the batters down with his left arm spin and scores some very useful uh, low-order runs as well. Now, just looking at that final where uh, uh, KCC did get over the line, you you faced a Nazakat Khan special from uh, the Hong Kong Cricket Club, but obviously the, the bowlers fought back. Um, you managed to guide the chase through a, a few wickets and a bit of a late wobble. How did, how did you feel out there uh, you know, trying to get over the line there? Well, I, th- I think it was our chase was definitely helped at the start from uh, by Azaz Khan and Rory Cox, who who put on a great partnership to begin with. They took most of the total out, so the batters that came in after them, like myself, they basically very much laid that platform. I think it was definitely a few final uh, big final nerves that uh, made it a little bit tighter than it needed to be. Um, it looked like we were g- we were going to get there quite comfortably, but we lost a few wickets. A bit of pressure from the uh, HKCC team made it a bit more difficult, but it was nice to be there at the end to see us through. Now you've obviously you've been captaining the side for a number of years now, and you've been a senior member of the Hong Kong team, I guess, uh, for for a while too. So, what would you describe your role as, um, you know, as a leader, and you know, maybe what's your leadership style with KCC and uh, you know within Hong Kong in in guiding the youngsters through? I like to see see myself as uh, using a bit of my experience to help pass that on to other players, whether they be some up-and-coming players. I mean, it's nice that um, I've been surrounded in that KCC team as well by a few of the, the national team players who, again, they've taken on that role to pass on their experience, players like uh, Azaz Khan and, and Wakas Barkat. Very much as a, as a captain, I, I like to give the 
the bowlers that responsibility when they are to, to help set their fields. I mean, they're the ones who are bowling to that field. So that's they've got that plan to to execute. And then with with the batters, I just like to make sure that they they continue their their form that they've been showing in previous games, just to be confident and uh, and know that they can get runs against any opposition. In the day job, you're a PE teacher. Or we're, we're actually talking from uh, from your office. Do you use some of that mentoring capacity with your teammates? I think it's slightly different to uh, to what what it's like at school. But I mean, I feel like I, when I'm taking the leadership of the cricket team, it's very much just like you. I guess if you're uh, teaching as well, you're trying to set the example for your students. And that's the sort of thought process that I'm going through when I'm captaining as well. Now, uh, we, we've seen a few names coming through. We talked about Dan Pascoe and some others. Um, but Martin Kotze grabbed a lot of attention, hit a century and a, a couple of 70-odds. Uh, tell us a bit about him. Uh, so, I mean, what, from what we know so far, I mean, he's new to Hong Kong. He's had a bit of experience playing some first-class cricket in South Africa. He's coming at the top of the order and... And obviously, he's been a top run scorer in Hong Kong at the moment. A very strong batter, both on the front foot and back foot. So, I mean, we were very happy to uh, to get him out pretty early both times we played against them. So, that definitely started us off very well for those games. And um, Esan Khan's another one that um, I've been keeping an eye on. He had a really good tournament with the bat. And I've asked Tim this, and he didn't have any answers, but he's batted very well for Diasqua Little Saiwan you know, for a little while now, but he never quite managed to translate that to the national team. You know, What do you think is the situation there? I think, um, I mean, for example, with Little Saiwan, Esan's been, a, like you said, a very consistent performer. He's also captained the side as well. Uh, and I think he's... T- He's showed a lot of responsibility for them. Uh, he's batted higher up the order. Maybe that's that's the key there. He's, he's had a bit of a go at the top of the order, and that might be why he's uh, managed to have a bit more time out in the middle. And he's used that time to get the runs on the board and, and basically show the way as the leader of Little Sawan to, to make sure they're getting runs on the board. And another name that lots of uh, listeners will be familiar with is Bubba Hayat. Um, he sort of uh, hasn't played much in or, or for Hong Kong for, for a bit over a year now, but he's, he's back and he's scoring runs for um, Pakistan Association. You know, is he back in the frame for Hong Kong, would you say? Uh, I mean, if he, if he keeps scoring runs, I mean, that's the way for him to, uh, to get back into the frame. I mean, I don't know the full story with uh, what's going on, but uh, I know he had a bit of time where he wasn't play- he was away from the game for a little bit. But again, if he's a, a very hard... Uh, Difficult player to play against when we're playing him for Kowloon Cricket Club. Uh, we know he's one of the one of the big names on the team sheet for Pakistan Association. So, um, I mean, if he keeps scoring runs, then we'll see how that progresses from there. And um, who are a few youngsters to keep an eye on that you might you think might uh, be cracking the national team within you know over the next couple of years? I mean, I, I think definitely from from KCC anyway. There's Ahan Trivedi is our, our off spinner. He performed very well throughout the tournament, so I think he'll be knocking on the national team door in the, in the coming years. With the the senior team, I mean, there's a few players who who aren't in Hong Kong at the moment. They're, they've gone to school down in down in New Zealand. Uh, there's Arush Bhagwat, who's just broken into the national team. Kalhan Chalou, who's also played a few games for Hong Kong A, and uh, Ronit Kapoor as well, who's played a few games for Hong Kong as well in the last tournament. He's a he's a promising off spinner who's who's down in school in New Zealand as well. So I think there's a few youngsters coming through, uh, which is always great to see having a good strong cohort to try and push their claim to get into the national team. Well, especially with spin bowling being uh, so important to T20 cricket. Looking a little more at some structural things, um, you know, being a national team player, what's your experience 
of the gap in standards between the Premier League and the national team? And, and you know, how do you think Hong Kong uh, can go about bridging that gap to international cricket? Yeah, I think that the difficulty has, for Hong Kong has always been the facilities. I mean, we're competing with, with other national sides who've got loads of uh, cricket grounds, lots of turf wickets to practice on. Whereas in, in Hong Kong, at one point, we were only practicing on one turf wicket. With the lack of facilities here as well, it's often you can play a game on one weekend and then you have a three-week gap where you're not playing. And I think um, what we've tried to do by introducing the Premier League in the last few years is try to simulate as close as possible that, or at least close the gap between club cricket in Hong Kong and the national side. Uh, the national coaches, Trent Johnson, Jawad Iqbal, they're, they're always talking about if you want to get into the, the national team, you've got to be dominating club cricket. So it's, you're trying to get people to basically step up and push their case to be in the national team. So I think the key for us has been having that Premier League. We've got a Premier League T20 we've just finished. We've got a Premier League 50 over coming up after Christmas. And that's the basically the way we've been trying to simulate some of the, the step up to national level. And there's also um, the, the Hong Kong All-Stars that I think is, is coming up. Yeah, so that's that's coming up in uh, about two weeks' time. Uh, those there's three teams that are going to be playing in a round robin format. Those those three teams have been selected based on the performances of players in that T20. So again, it's another way for Hong Kong to look at trying to identify some new players in in particular. Could be also good practice for some of the players who are also in the national team to test themselves against the very best in Hong Kong. And. Um... Looking, I guess, sort of the other way, what's the system or the pathway going into the Premier League from you know, the more recreational leagues? And there's also, I guess, the development programs in place, you know, looking at uh, local outreach with, you know, for example, the Dragons. You know, so how do, how do you get players coming up from underneath, I guess, into the Premier League? Uh, so what we've looked at in Hong Kong recently, again, has been creating divisions in the in the leagues. So again, you're trying to push yourself up from Division 2 up into Division 1. Again, you're wanting to test yourself against the very best players. So, I mean, it's great. We've had the initiatives like the Dragons playing in the local leagues and they've been, and you see their performances over the last few years, they've been improving each year. So um, I think that's the key is just, we keep talking about how you can push yourself further in Hong Kong and that's to play at the highest standard possible. So this, the different leagues that we've created are key to uh, developing our cricket. So, so the Premier League's not a closed shop, as it were. You can go in or out. Uh, for the Premier League, there's five teams. So there's um, Callum Cricket Club, Hong Kong Cricket Club, Little Saiwan, Pakistan Association, and and USRC. But there's no promotion or or relegation for the that five team Premier League. Right. So I guess my question there is, you know, how does if you're going really well in a lower league, is it that the Premier League teams will notice that and draft you into them? Or, you know, do, does a really good team in a lower league, they just keep going in that lower league? Yeah. So the, the way that it works in terms of trying to push yourself into the Premier League is each of those club sides in the, the Premier League usually have two or three teams and whereby they can select players from any of their three teams can come and play in the Premier League side. And that's the way for, for players to force their way in. Particularly with USRC, there's a few independent clubs. So if they perform well for the independent clubs, then they can, they can play for USRC. So sort of a feeder, sort of tiered feeder system. And I guess looking a bit more broadly at Hong Kong itself, this year has been, you know, there's been quite a lot of instability, both in terms of pandemic and politics. How has that all affected the cricket scene? And, you know, in terms of players not necessarily getting much cricket in, uh, how have you guys all managed to keep sharp and, you know, keep up your skills? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's been difficult for for sport around the world this year. I mean, there was a lot of when a lot lot of uh, facilities closed in Hong Kong when the pandemic first hit. Um, There's a lot a lot of work was put in by national coaches with uh, with Zoom sessions, individuals uh, individual training. Um, I, I think you see that those stories from around the world of how different teams have had to train through the pandemic, and then there's the protests as well earlier that affected some games and there's some ground closures because of that. But I, f- I feel like we've been having to deal with the same problems of the pandemic with other countries. So in terms of people staying sharp, it's about been doing their individual work, smaller group work. And then now that now that the games have opened up again, it's been good for to get everyone training back together and had some good cricket played in the last two months or so. Jamie Atkinson, thanks a lot for joining us on Deep Point uh, with Emerging Cricket. Thanks very much.